Hi. So as I was sitting here, I just, uh, I was reflecting on the fact that I've uh, decided to eliminate a word from my vocabulary. And that word is waiting. So I don't wait anymore, right? Because if I'm just here, there's nothing I'm waiting for. I can't possibly be waiting if I'm just here. So we've been all together here, just being here, not waiting for anything. So thank you for being here, for being present in every moment. This is New York Insight, and we're very pleased to have you come to participate in this beautiful, amazing, profound, life-changing, transformative practice of meditation. And to be in community with each other as we do so. Because so much of the time our meditation practice can be so inwardly directed that we forget that so much of our lives are interpersonal and so much of who we are is so dependent or everything that we are is completely dependent on our whole environment of everyone who's in our environment so that our meditation practice can become not just something that we do in a private kind of way but that gets transported from the inner life into the outer life and so much so that the inner and the outer begin to be one not something that's different uh, where we sit contemplating the mountain and there's the mountain and there's me and then eventually there's just the mountain so there's not a difference between who we are when we're sitting with our eyes closed and who we are when we are interacting with our most beloved fellow human beings. So I hope that you um, not only see that when you're here, but as you go through your lives, that there's no difference between the internal and the external, although we can divide them up for the purpose of um, learning that actually the way we live our lives is seamless as between the internal and the external. so that our meditation practice is in service to our whole life, not just to our meditative or contemplative life, but our contemplative life becomes our whole life. So please establish your posture. The first foundation of mindfulness is the body. So pay close attention to the establishment of this noble posture which reminds the heart and the mind of the beauty and the nobility of the practice that we are about to do or that we are continuing to do.
So the two principles of meditation for body, mind, and heart are relaxation and alertness. So allow the body to be relaxed while being in an alert posture, one in which the spine is erect, in which there is complete attention to how it is in space, how it is on the seat, allowing all of your weight to be held by your seat, whether you're on a cushion or a bench or a chair. You can trust that seat to hold all of the weight of the body so that nothing is held back, so that we feel firmly planted on the earth. The spine rises up out of that, out of those, the roots into the earth. It's erect, but not overstretched, not tense. The shoulders are relaxed. The belly is relaxed. The eyes, the brow, the jaw, and the cheeks are relaxed. The heart is open. And we relax the cranium around the skull scalp in a way allowing that to be the symbol of the mind being relaxed noticing places of tightness tension or holding in the body and when you find those places not so much needing them to let go, but allowing a kind of spaciousness and ease in those places that have tightened up or tensed up, just in the normal course of living. looking at the relaxation, ease, and nobility of the body. Similarly, touching into and connecting with the feelings in the heart. Is there a mood that you've brought in with you? can be joy, sadness, sorrow, fear, anger, love, depression, elation, 
What is the mood of the heart? Not needing to change it or fix it or make it a certain way, but simply knowing how it is. And can you let go of any tension that's built up as a result of those moods of the heart? And what is the mood of the mind? Is there a busyness there? any spillover from the day. Any problems that you think need to be thought through or worried about? Or is there an ease and spaciousness in the mind? Again, not to prefer one over the other or think if it's this way it needs to be that way or it needs, or if it's this way, it should be this way all the time. But again, simply knowing, how is it in the mind? Perhaps there's a story that's been going around the mind all day. Is it possible to allow it to be there without engaging with it? Or to let it go? So we check in with the body, the heart, and the mind to know what is happening now. And if you feel that there is any residual tension still in either the body, the mind, or the heart, just taking two or three deep breaths. Breath in, and then a breath out. And then another breath in, and another breath out. arriving here, molecule by molecule. Feeling the wholeness of body, heart, and mind sitting here. Letting go into this moment. Starting with attention to the breath. Not bearing down or over-efforting or over-trying. But being just a little bit curious about 
what it's like to breathe. This breath that's kept us alive all of these years. How does it feel in the body? Can you feel it either at the belly that rises and falls with each breath? Or at the the nostrils where you can feel the air entering and leaving. Just paying attention to that. And as you've all practiced before, knowing that there are two possible choices if the attention wanders away from the breathing in the body. One is to notice that the attention has been called away, whether it's by a sensation or a feeling in the heart or a story in the mind. Just noticing that and bringing the attention back to the feeling or the sensation of the breath in the body, either at the nostrils or at the belly. Or the second choice is to notice what has arisen. Allow it to come and go in its own rhythm whether it's a sensation that's come in the body, pleasant or unpleasant or neutral, or a thought in the mind, just thinking, or a feeling in the heart, fear, anger, rage, joy, happiness, sorrow, whatever it is, noticing it, perhaps making a small mental note of thinking, or joy, or sorrow, or itching, or stinging, whatever the particular experience is. Noticing its arrival, its abiding, and its passing away. If you feel the mind is particularly scattered tonight, the first choice may be the wiser choice of simply coming back to the rhythm and sensations of the breath. If the mind feels settled, somewhat concentrated, then the second choice may be wiser. But have confidence in whatever choice you make and whatever your choice is to stay with that for the entire period.
So if you have a thought, can you simply know the journey and process of the thought rather than feeding the content of the thought? And if you have an experience of a sensation in the body, can you simply know that experience, whether it's itching or burning or stabbing or pulling or pushing, simply know it as pleasant or unpleasant or neutral rather than moving into craving for the pleasant and pushing away the unpleasant. And if there's a mood of the heart, can you see how that feels in the body and how it feels in the heart? so that we're seeing the process of whatever is arising, whether it's thought, emotion, or sensation, seeing its journey, seeing its beginning, its middle, and its end, and simply knowing without judgment, without analysis, and without commentary. So I'm not going to ring the bell to end this sitting because I'm going to invite you to seamlessly enter into the next phase of practice, which will be 10 minutes of standing meditation. So I'd like to just give you a couple of instructions on moving from, sit, from seated to standing meditation. The Buddha taught four different ways, four different postures of practice, of mindfulness practice. Sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. So tonight we'll be doing sitting and standing. One of the ways that we lose mindfulness easily 
is in transitions. So as we move from seated uh, meditation to standing meditation, see if you can actually keep your mindfulness so that you notice when you open your eyes what that feels like. And then to notice how there will be an intention to stand, what that feels like in the body and in the mind and the heart. And then what it will actually feel like for the body to unfurl, to move from the seated position to the standing position. So notice what it feels like to be sitting. Notice the attitude of the mind that will join to this intention to arise and what the attitude of mind will be as you move through from the seated to the standing position and then what it is as you stand. And then we're going to just stand in that mindful way once we're in that posture know what it feels like for the feet to be on the ground, for the whole weight of the body to be resting on those feet joined to the ground, and how the body feels in, the, in space as it stands. So I'll invite you now to arise, to notice your intention to arise, and then be mindful as, you, as you're getting up from moment to moment to moment. So I'm going to challenge you now. We've sat, we've stood, and we've just paid attention. So how is it to take the trained mind into interaction? So I'd like to give you just um, a few minutes to speak to each other, but I'm going to give you some instructions about how to do that. So, you know, when we speak usually, the force of our personalities, we're fine as long as we're sitting with our eyes closed and everything's quiet. And the force of our personality kind of starts to break through as soon as we decide to interact or to speak with our 
fellow humans. So I'd like to give you just a couple of instructions about speaking. And they are basically, if you're, we're going to put you in twos, and one of you will speak and one of you will listen, and I'll ring the bell, and then you'll switch, and the listener will become the speaker, and the speaker will become the listener. So as I'm saying this, just notice what your reaction is, right? So you've been beautifully quiet and internal. And for many of us who are contemplatives or meditators, we hate this, right? We're not going to have to speak to a total stranger or somebody that we know, and it just feels like, oh, God, I didn't come here for this, right? It's okay, just notice that reaction, or whatever the story, or, or goody, I love talking. Whatever the reaction is, and feel it in your body, and feel it in your heart, and feel it in your mind. You can't hear me? So, I'd like to just give you a couple of instructions about speaking. And this is taken from um, a, a, a dear friend, and Greg Kramer, who does Insight Dialogue, who talks about interpersonal dialogue and the Dharma, taking our meditative practice into interaction or interpersonal relationships. And he gives a very uh, simple instruction when we speak, which is to pause, relax, open. Speak from the heart, Speak the truth and trust emergence or trust what emerges from your heart, okay? So that's the first. If you're a listener, to listen deeply. And what that can mean most of the time is that you're listening not only with your mind or with your ears, but you're listening with your full body. And the way you listen with your full body is to become aware, to be aware of what is happening in your body as you're listening to whatever words are striking, whatever sounds are striking the ears. There's some resonance or dissonance in the body and to be aware of that, to be fully embodied as you listen. And to listen kindly and listen fully so that you are being a receptacle for whatever your partner is telling you and to just reflect for a moment on how rare that is in this world because usually when people are listening to us they're not really listening what they're doing is preparing to talk right and we've all done it so we know what that feels like right so instead of really hearing what your partner is saying, you're thinking, oh, that sounds good. Oh, I'm going to say that when, when, I, when it's my turn to talk. Or I don't like what, oh, who is this person anyway? So we're having some kind of um, response that we're paying more attention to than the actual words. But if we pay attention to the body, usually what happens is we really can hear what our partner is saying. So in listening, we're giving a precious gift. We're allowing somebody to really be heard 
and that's a very, very precious thing in this life. M much of the time we're not heard and not seen. So when we see our partner and when we hear our partner, to simply do that without allowing a lot of expressiveness in your face or a lot of uh, agreement or disagreement with whatever they're saying, just receive it, just receive it and feel what that feels like because that will be an, that will be an, um, uh, an unfamiliar uh, way of listening because usually we listen very actively with lots of judgment and lots of ideas about what the person is saying. So we're, we're, so what we're actually doing both in speaking and in listening is we're taking our mindfulness practice, this trained mind that we have from what we've been doing in silence into interpersonal um, activity. Are there any questions about that? Okay, so just choose somebody right next to you, if you would. So thank you. And now just for the moment, just feel before you go back to your seats, just feel again your, in your body what that energy feels like of having spoken or listened. Feel the energy of the heart. How does it feel to have heard your partner and to have expressed some personal things to your partner? And what is, what's the energy in the mind? How does that feel? So just to be really aware and mindful of how even speaking has its own pattern, its own energy. So you can thank your partner now and return to your seat. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.